Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo. You're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your Super Sunday brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week we're going to speak with Ashley DeRusa of Rue Events and founder of Blacks Friday, a community organization spotlighting black-owned businesses all across Arizona. Today is February 13th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android by getting our Downtown Radio Tucson app. And then, of course, if you want to get us on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, our podcast is just about anywhere where you can find a podcast. So check it out. Well, the weather is beautiful for getting outdoors. We've got the gem show in town. We've got rodeo coming up, all kinds of activities. This is the time of year where we have a flurry of activities. And uh, one of those, which is returning, is hosted by the Presidio San Agustin del Tucson Museum. It's over there in Court, uh, just a little bit north of the downtown proper area. They started something a few years ago called the Presidio District Gastronomy Tour, which is in partnership with downtown Tucson, Visit Tucson. And they, they start at the museum, do a little bit of a walking tour, talk about the history of the neighborhood, and they're going to hit places like uh, El Charo, Laco, uh, Old Town Artisans, and I think they're going to wrap up at Cafe a la Carte over there at the Tucson uh, Museum of Art. And that tour includes, of course, some fabulous food, a little bit of history, and some exercise. Great way to get out and about to explore the Presidio neighborhood. And it all celebrates the designation from uh, the United Nations that uh, Tucson is a city of gastronomy. If you want to know more about that, head over to our website and uh, look City of Gastronomy up and you'll hear the story of how we got that designation. And while you're over on our website, you might want to look up our next guest. Her name is Ashley LaRussa. We interviewed her about a year ago. And that interview gives the backstory of her history and how she got involved with uh, the organization called Rue Events, which she founded. And then in 2020, she launched a movement called Blacks Friday, B-L-A-X. It's been uh, about a year since we chatted with her, maybe not, not quite a year, but in that time frame. So we want to reach back out because there's been some major movements happening in her organization across the state, updates to their app and all kinds of events. So wanted to touch base and see how she was doing. This is Ashley LaRusso of Rue Events and Blacks Friday. So we have back on the show for an encore presentation, Miss Ashley LaRusso of many uh, different organizations. Uh, but today I think we're talking about Rue Events and Blacks Friday. Is that, uh, that seem about right to you? Yes, that's right, Tom, and thank you so much for having me on. Oh, of course. Now, last year we, we did, a, um, a, I think, a nice overview of, of your efforts, but could you give us a, the real brief summary of, of 
sort of Rue events, the, the mission behind that, and then what launched into uh, Blacks Friday, and we'll kind of talk about the, um, uh, the, the last year and what's been going on. Definitely. So Rue Events uh, was founded in 2019. My mission and values are based in diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I aim to work with organizations and community leaders who look to build community initiatives that really focus in on DEI and A. Uh, so that's why I started Rue. And with my background in entertainment and live events, I really wanted to tie that to uh, community events and nonprofit fundraising events. And then in June 2020, alongside uh, many other Black business owners here locally, we created Blacks Friday, which is the first of its kind. It's a statewide directory. So we have partners in Phoenix and surrounding cities that helped us build the directory out. Um, and that was in 2020. So now as we are building here in 2022, we had a fabulous last year uh, where we expanded our app and redeveloped it, made it accessible on Android. So we're not only on Apple, but we're also on Android. And so uh, we really had a greater reach to find those who were looking to find Black-owned businesses. Well, this... Um you talked about your background in, in the theater and such. I think you and I, we were talking, we first met, you were doing a presentation for, uh, it was Arizona Theater Company, or was it? The, yes. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, so you, you've been a stage manager and <laughs> and all of that stuff. Were you ever a soloist, like were you ever on stage and, and with a spotlight on you? Oh, you know, that when I started back in high school and in undergrad, I definitely enjoyed being in the front of the stage um, as an actress, but I just really fell in love with all of the logistics that go into creating a show. And so my junior and senior year of college, I really focused in on technical theater and just fell in love with stage management. Logistics. You fell in love with the logistics. That, that, that seems pretty appropriate for what you do now because that's connecting the dots and getting people and information from point A to point B is, uh, seems to be your primary focus these days. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's important to note that when Rue Events started, I don't know if you mentioned this, but it launched, what, in 2018, 2019? 2019. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So the idea of, of, of Blacks Friday was not, that wasn't sort of the impetus for launching it. You already had this vision that you wanted to support organizations that are, are focused on those areas. Um, and it turns out now that you're you're running an organization that's <laughs> focused on those areas. Are you still doing Rue events? Are you still finding time to do that, or is or, or is all your time oh, taken yes. up? Yes, absolutely. Uh, also, during 2020, with my event management business, I found myself having more opportunities virtually. So I was working with nonprofits on their virtual fundraising events, as well as doing virtual consultations in DEI. So Rue Events is still thriving. Um, and now I'm starting to look at hybrid events when we're still being very safe with being together and out in public, but really focusing in on outdoor events um, because clearly those are you know, a lot safer currently than our indoor. So Rue is still growing and um, you know, building new partnerships with organizations and community leaders. And I'm just so proud that 
here, especially in Tucson, I found a lot of partners that really align with my mission and want to see what we can do collectively as a community. Well, and you, you talk about the, the ultimate focus being on diversity, equity, inclusion. What, what does, what does a, an organization or an event look like th- that fits within your, within your mission? What have you done recently that would sort of illustrate that for us? Yeah, you know, starting with some of the consultation, you know, we start with just terminology. So, you know, how we're speaking to and with each other as a staff and as a team. And then as we're expanding, looking at strategically through your season or your year, I love speaking with CEOs and executive directors on what they can do to start an initiative, to start not only, you know, talking about how we can become more inclusive, but putting action behind it. You know, what actionable items could we do to really build inclusiveness around our organizational values? And um, when you do when you do these events, you're facilitating, you know, conversations or are you are you introducing these topics, you know, as an organization introducing these topics to a new audience? Yeah, so it's a combination. Some, you know, uh, will find it conversational and consultation. Some will find in events and seeing, um, for instance, if you're doing a fundraising event, you know, who are you contacting for your vendors? You know, who are you looking at as far as supplier diversity? And when you're reaching out to your community members, are you using are you using all the platforms of accessibility to be able to let all community members know about your event and that they're welcome to attend? Um, so it, you can look at it from a number of different angles. It really depends upon the group, the organization, and what they're looking at being able to build and um, looking at the timeline of that, knowing that you can't accomplish everything in one year, looking at what your primary goal is for that year. You know, it's, it's interesting you said it. It makes so much sense, but it, it sort of slipped, you know, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind. When you're planning these events, it's not just about the audience; it's about the the vendors and the support. And are you carrying your mission through with the people that you you are paying uh, to do certain aspects of your event? I, I, it's common sense, but it just wasn't on the top of my mind when, until you said it. I was like, oh yeah, that's an aha moment, of course. And, and you know, and, and Black Friday really tends to be a really mm. positive counterpart to that because we're able to really, you know, uplift and amplify independent contractors and business owners if someone is looking for something, if someone is looking for a technician or looking for a catering service, we're able to find and locate and recommend, you know, a really small demographic of Black-owned businesses here to support. We'll be right back to finish up the second half of our interview with Ashley LaRussa of Rue Events and Blacks Friday. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity.
All right, let's finish up this interview here with Ashley and talk a little bit about the impact of her organization and the things that's, that she is finding across the state as she uh, reaches out to more and more businesses. Yeah, I'm looking at your, your, uh, your website and uh, on the, um, uh, like one of the media pages, you've got screenshots of what people have been saying in one of these, it's all caps and, uh, and bold. My mind is blown. I had no idea we had so many black owned businesses. <laughs> um, are you, uh, are, are you finding now? I mean, this is, you know, year and a, almost two years, I guess a year and a half into this. Are you finding that there are still many more businesses that you just weren't aware of, or are you starting to get to the point where you have an idea of how many are out there and, and uh, able to just start honing in to get them all, all identified and captured on your, on your platforms? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of both, you know, really surprised that there's still so many, you know, here, again, looking at the population of African American and black business owners, and then noting that it's a it's an ongoing um, process, because a lot of these business owners, just like myself, have that entrepreneurial spirit. So they may have one business that they've started, and then two years later, they've started a different business you know, or partnered up with someone else. So it's really like staying on top of community conversation and announcements to really learn like, oh, such and such who owns the coffee shop now owns a bakery. Beautiful. Let's get that listed. Let's get that added. Um, so it's just really, it's really a proud moment, especially as a state to see how many black owned businesses we have here. And, you know, obviously we've mentioned that you talk about this being not just Tucson, but you're, you're from Tucson, but this is a statewide effort. Do you, are you seeing more concentration in Tucson because that's where you're focused or, or are you really capturing sort of the same density across the state? We are now. You know, when we started, it was really uh, strongly local Tucson. Um, and then as we expanded, especially in this past year, we found so much support from our partners with Local First Arizona and Hustle Phoenix, Archwood Exchange. They've been really helping us get the word out in Phoenix. And so we're seeing more and more businesses starting to add their listing to the page. What's also really proud is, you know, seeing on the back end of the website, someone adding their business from, let's say, Flagstaff you know, um, or Sedona and going, wow, you know, the word is really spreading in a grassroots sort of way uh, to finding these black owned businesses. Now, do you, do you see it spreading outside of Arizona? Is this, is this movement taking off regionally or nationally? Well, you know, I have a, you know, me and strategic plans. <laughs> I have a, I have a five year strategic plan in hopes of looking at the West coast at the western region um, obviously there's a lot of support for black owned businesses in california they have a number of directories especially in la um, but i am really curious and starting to branch out to cities that are similar to the population of tucson and really starting there once we start to expand out to another western state because similar to what we found here is you know if there's not 
many or what, where you would consider a, a huge surplus of businesses, they may not get that same sort of media or marketing opportunity. And so we just want to apply that same formula here to another small city in the, you know, a, a state that's close here to Arizona. When you mentioned some of these other states have, like California, have a directory, but Black Friday is so much, I mean, it, it really is more than that. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a social movement that, mm-hmm. that it's not just about, hey, where do I, I find uh, a particular item or service? It's, it's an intentional process uh, to support black-owned businesses. And, and, and I, I didn't see it on your website. You, there was a black, a black paper that was written. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we talked about this on the last show a little bit. But that, that really highlighted sort of the economic importance of a community, not just from a, um, a demographic, like a racial standpoint, but from, a, a, from the economy of a small business perspective and really kind of growing an, an economy from, from within by making sure you're connecting the dots with these, with these organizations. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a well-rounded movement, to your point. And that's what I feel is so special about Blacks Friday is because even when we do decide to expand out of the state, you're going to need that element of community, um, that element of having someone there that knows those business owners and getting to know their businesses. And to the point of our Black paper and economic, um, you know, development and economic empowerment, yes, it was so important to sort to put together pages that not only discuss the history of black businesses in Arizona, which tells its own story of success and resilience, but also uh, really talk to community leaders that are doing the work and looking at the collectism and what we can do together to really push these initiatives forward. Um, Because more so than what I found before starting Blacks Friday is that a lot of our community members were in silos within their own cities. Mm -hmm. And so when we can really start to have a conversation on a statewide level, it only makes us stronger. You know, one of our partners is the state of Black Arizona, and they really do the work with data and finding out, you know, the numbers behind how many uh, black families are in the state and how much are they making annually? And when do they file their taxes as business owners? Is that annually or is that quarterly? And so when we're starting to have these conversations about economic empowerment and initiatives to build up these businesses, it's so important to highlight those who are doing the work already. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, one of those organizations here locally, uh, the Community Investment Corporation, are you working with them at all? Yes, CIC is, I'm a huge fan <laughs> and community partner with CIC. Okay. We had a beautiful initiative, which was our BIPOC Community Managed Loan Fund, uh, which really started to talk about traditional lending and how we could build up practices to make, to make you know, uh, funds more accessible to businesses. And it's, it's a 0%, you know, um, opportunity of getting, getting funding. You know, when many businesses find themselves in sort of, uh, you know, uh, just turned around when it comes to paying back money that is borrowed. But when you're putting no interest on the monies that are received, it just makes it a little easier to move that money forward. And BIPOC being a black, indigenous, people of color, uh, it's I'm, mm-hmm. as I'm learning you know, these acronyms, uh, it's <laughs> for you. I know it's 
it uh, comes naturally for me. I'm still still learning uh, every every day. But hey, the, re- the reason I actually wanted to call you, and I, I felt bad. I thought you had launched this really cool app. The app's been out for a while, but it's it's gotten a new look. Yes. Uh, so we were so proud to have some support from the Community Foundation of Southern Arizona's African American Legacy Fund, as well as some partners in Phoenix. Uh, that we're helping to really uh, build out uh, support to those who are building initiatives for Black-owned businesses. And one of the proposals I put in for funding was that we wanted to take our current app and redevelop it. By redeveloping it, we were making it not only accessible on Apple, but also Android. And then also the opportunity on the back end as a business adds their listing to the website we approve it and it's posted and then within days it automatically posts to our app and so with the development of that it just made that whole process much easier and um, businesses able to find themselves within a couple of days on the app because what we love about the app is that you're able to use that while you're mobily going around the state and so it maps near you with your location services. And so if you find yourself in Casa Grande looking for a black owned business to support, you're able to open up your app and see those surrounding businesses. So a super proud moment and just happy to keep it growing. And that's, if you go to the app stores, is it Blacks Friday, B-L-A-X Friday? That's right. If you go to your app store, uh, Google store as well for our Android users, you're able to locate us. And the uh, website is blacksfriday.com. And again, it's B-L-A-X, friday.com. And I, I like when I email you and I say, have a great day. And you say, have a great Blacks Friday. It's always Blacks Friday. <laughs> every, fr- every Friday. Every day. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> uh, Ashley, I, I think we've got to have a, another conversation about new businesses and, and how this, this effort that, that, sh- that you're undertaking uh, is, is, is helping to launch some new businesses. I, I, you know, we don't have time today, but I'd love to follow up with that conversation in a few months and get some of your new business owners maybe together and, and maybe we can have a conversation about what that looks like and, and, and how, um, you know, how we can support not just the existing businesses, but that concept of, of helping empower individuals to start their own. Absolutely. I'd be happy to come back on and talk with you about it. I know we're excited looking forward to the end of this month uh, where we've partnered with the MSA Annex on our event called Soul Food Wednesdays. And we'll have our Soul Food Wednesday event on February 23rd over at the MSA Annex starting at 7. It goes till 10. So when you bring up, you know, new business owners, we really love the opportunity of this event because we have some of our business owners that, you know, are primarily online and do e-commerce. You know, they come out and they'll set up a table and you're really able to see their merchandise and product and services firsthand and meet the owners. Uh, So it's a really beautiful opportunity and an event to attend. Well, and the food's pretty good, too. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look forward to the 23rd. Ashley LaRussa, Rue Events, Black Friday. It is always, always a pleasure. You always have a upbeat. I can hear the smile in your voice every time I talk with you. So it's just a pleasure to speak with you. And as always, appreciate what you're doing uh, to help our community. Um, and uh, thanks for your time. Thank you, Tom, for your time. It's an honor.
That was Ashley LaRussa of Rue Events and founder of Blacks Friday. And I don't know if you've ever met Ashley, but she is always has a smile in her voice. I can't, uh, I can't tell you the, a time where, where we were together, either by phone or in person, where she wasn't just positive and upbeat. So refreshing uh, to be around that. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, while you're over there getting your swag on on downtownradio.org, uh, check out our lineup. You know, Sunday is dedicated to uh, alternative types of music, like Mr. Uh, Mr. Nature and Little Leaf Radio in the morning, DJ Bank, Musical Bum with the Art of Easing right before us. Of course, we also have our talk shows, like ours on Sunday, and Ted Prozelski, which follows us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, his, his show's Words and Work, talking about writers and members of the labor movement. At the top of the uh, the hour at noon, Ty Logan with Heavy Mental, long-running series on uh, on downtown radio, and then into an afternoon mix of fabulous, fabulous music. Of course, Monday through Saturday, it's a rock and roll mix uh, all day, all night. And again, volunteer DJs spinning their favorite tunes for you, educating us on some lesser-known music and lesser-known artists. All that's on downtownradio.org. Next week on our show, we're going to be talking about all the events coming up in the next few months here, kind of highlighting some of our favorite things to do in Tucson. So if you've got one, maybe hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, and we'll add it to the list. Well, thank you to Ashley LaRusso and Blacks Friday for showing us another fabulous episode here in episode 190. And in honor of that, we're going to leave with a little music today by Crystal Stark. She is... Uh, a woman that owns a black-owned business here in Tucson has a fabulous voice. This is from her 2015 album called One Way, and the song is Serendipity. Have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. Looking for my-